Sandy, your first podcast. I know. It's terrifying. <laughs> you can see yourself on the monitor. It's yeah. so terrifying. <laughs> I'm just, and my posture is bad, y'all. No, okay. It's not your posture. <laughs> I feel like it is. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. You got to tell everybody what you're drinking. Um, okay. So <laughs> if you know me and um, so I'm drinking a soda, which I'm not as a health and fitness professional, I feel like this is bad, but I've done you know, I feel like I've earned enough soda, a few sodas in my life, <laughs> as much stuff as I've done. So yeah. if I want a soda, that's part of my scene. I just have a soda or whatever. There's no off limit things, you know, at this point yeah, in my life. That's one of the benefits. If you train hard and yes. you can burn through calories or sugar pretty easily, yeah. you can have something like that. Well, I tell, you know, all my clients like, you know, you got to get out of the, you got to lose weight business we're getting in the yeah. save your save muscle so st- a paradigm shift yeah. st- stop thinking about losing weight st- start about think about saving muscle i go i don't work out as much i work for out four hours a week i tell everybody that so everybody thinks i work out all the time and i'm like no but i'm just a calorie burning machine all day you know and so i try to make them think about like this isn't a big deal because my body will handle it because i've been doing my work and doing my business you know to build muscle and so all that is you know a spin a spin class and you can drink that right back yeah so (laughs) it's not a big deal yeah how long have you been training for? Well, I've been training myself. I mean, I've been, I was really, it was really weird when I was 15, when all the girls wanted to, um, I don't know, look like, be really thin. I wanted to look like the girls in muscle and fitness, which were really big girls. And I have no idea why. I have no idea why I was drawn to that. And so and when I was 15, I made my mom drive me to the gym and I walked in and I I did, I brought the magazine and I did exactly what they did in the magazine, right? So that's how I started like in deciding I really like fitness. Do you remember what your first routine was like? Can oh, you remember? it was so bad. It was all, and yeah. I had an all white jumpsuit on like i had on white sweatpants on a white like sweatshirt it was the worst i remember the outfit yeah and it's at the and it was i've lived in austin my whole life it's at the ymca on on um first street you know ever or that everyone's been going to it's old um and there was a basement down there yeah and it was me and just all grumpy old dudes at the ymca (laughs) and i was all white and i think it was like a bicep routine and i remember just reading the magazine and doing the reps and like that was just and then um but it was such a good experience to be a female and get into um going to a space that's sort of either wow, yeah. really scary yeah. or um it was like I just wanted I, for some reason I was drawn to that sort of like scary. And so um but I do have a lot of clients I'm sure you do too now where it is it is scary and I forget how intimidating it is if you haven't been immersed in it you know, you know? cuz then I went from like bodybuilding stuff where I was, you know, and then I went into powerlifting where um, at Smack and San Marcos, if the um, athletic club, it's been there forever as well. But it, uh, where you had to now, um, you were really in the weight room. (laughs) You know, you were really, we were doing, we were trying to compete. So we were doing heavier weight, but I had to learn good form because I had to go really heavy. And without good form, you can't go heavy. (laughs) No, not at all. When did you switch to powerlifting? How old were you? Oh gosh, I was probably like 20. Yeah. Yeah. My dad called me his favorite Marine because <laughs> <laughs> I weighed a hundred. I like really bulk. It was a really good cycle for a female that you don't normally have. And it was get as much mass as you can go heavy. Um, and then, um, you know, and then obviously the, just to be stronger, like we go through these bulking strength sections, like 
sessions that lasted like months and I weighed almost 200 pounds. I weigh a hundred and I don't know. It doesn't matter what I weigh, but I'm just saying as a female at 5'10", between 185 and 200 was a lot of muscle. But in that, I got to put on a lot of muscle that I've always got to, and my my mind always goes back to that. So, what were your numbers? Do you remember? Oh, oh, it's so weird. My numbers make no sense. Um, So I have a horrible squat. Okay, so well, my femurs are like as long as this room, right? So training people with long femurs, long femurs, the the worst. I I put on my Instagram all the time, long femur club. So a lot of girls, and they we have all these different kinds of needs. we can't grow our butt. That's why tall girls with big butts is like a unicorn because we can't even get to our glutes half the time we're working because our quads do everything. I feel like it's also women who have long femurs and small hips. Yes. It's like the the, the ball and socket just, yes. it like it like stops at some point. Because <laughs> yes. I had an ex-girlfriend a long time ago and yeah. I would try to get her to squat. I couldn't figure out for the life of yeah. me why I couldn't get her below parallel. Yeah. I would try so many fucking things. Yeah. Like feet in or feet and out, stands wide or something. And I was like, she would get to a point where it just like would buckle and I was yeah. like, I can't, I can't figure it out. Yeah. No, it's so weird. And like today, like I was just training somebody and she had long, she has very long femurs and like me and long quads. And um, she was like, but my knees are over. I'm like, it's okay. Everything looks different. A, a clean from the floor, yeah. my butt looks weird because it's so sat back. You know what I mean? As where everyone else yeah, is like Yeah, you have like to tight. really sit back. Yeah, yeah. But when yeah. you have these long legs. But anyway, so my squat was so dumb. It was, I don't even remember. It was like 200 pounds. But then I could... Listen to what I bench press. It's so it doesn't make any sense. I bench press 185 pounds. Wow. Yes. Almost yeah. as much as you squat. Yeah. Like I think now, I mean, I think That's was amazing. it more? I don't know. But then I deadlifted like 265 or three. It wasn't like a, but I would beat all the girls on the deadlift because they would go in yeah. and have a big squat or big there. And I had okay numbers. I really don't remember. My deadlift could hang, but um, but for some reason, my we could never figure out why my upper body was so strong. I mean, I make up my quad thing with my lower body. But um, and my coach finally, he was like, "I think that your ancestors just climb trees, <laughs> and they yeah. never use their legs. So that you have like, yeah. I'm like still to this day, I can bench press so much, wow, <laughs> or I have yeah. a real, I can do push ups, like pull ups." Um, and it's just, I feel like it's sort of genetic. You know what I mean? Totally. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Everybody has a lift that they just can gravitate towards. Yeah. Either the, it, like for me, I can get strong-ish on squats, but some about my hips eventually kind of like move yeah. out of alignment and yeah. it gets sketchy at some point. Oh, yeah. And deadlift's probably my strongest. And then bench, I just have weird shoulders. And yeah. Just everyone has their thing. Everyone has their thing. Yeah. So there's like always, and it's just random that mine would be, I'm a girl and I've had implants and I've had, yeah. and I have these long arms and I can fucking bench a lot. That's amazing. And I had to change my form about five years ago because I was, you know, females are taught also that very wide shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And they do it in push-ups and they do it in um, bench. So I had the same. I was actually very, I've, I kept telling my coaches, but I'm stronger here because I'd set that pattern, yep. you know, just waiting for my shoulder to tear, tear. Yep. And if I really got heavy, I would dig in there. Well, um, and they were like, no, 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 we're not. This is a mess. Like, you know, let's take better care of our body for the future, Sandy. Yeah. Um, so I had to do the much tighter, like, bench press, you know, and had to get strong again in that tighter position. So I feel like I've done it twice, but. Yeah. Yeah. How 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 long were you powerlifting for? Oh, just like two or three years. And then what did you switch? To? Why did you switch? And what did you switch to? Well, um, well, then I got busy because I had to work. 
<laughs> yeah. Right? Can't so train I got all the out time. of school and yeah. um yeah, I had to work. And so I I would what what's cool is I got to do a lot of things even back then that were what they do hybrid training now or whatever. It's um you know, so I would run and then I knew I had weights, I had done hard weights. So I'd go to the gym and yeah. um back then though we would definitely like separate everything and so it's just when i could get to the gym but i had to be really the, the thing about me is my whole life either i've been working a lot or i had something going on i have to be so efficient with my workouts that i started doing the kind of workouts that are popular now so long and people say oh how do you stay in good shape and it's really by combining cardio units with training units slash mobility units and like making it a 40 minute 40 minute imam, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then that way, it's like I started to stay in shape, even if I had just the few hours a week. So that's how I train now with great intention. And, and most, and I'll usually, and I'll pull out a big lift, like probably twice a week, whether it be, it could be an Olympic lift or it could be bench, it could be deadlift. And then I'll work on that or I'll, I'll take an Olympics and I'll use it as a skill unit. So I'll pull something out usually each workout. And have you been training people for how long? Oh my gosh, I've been training people since I was 20. I mean, don't right. ask how old I am. That's that's, how, that's how long I started training people. Okay. <laughs> okay, 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, about 20 years ago. Well, um I the thing is I have always felt like I've been a coach, which I don't know if I I mean, I also have been a big group coach forever and most people if they see this, they'll a lot of people associate me as a coach mm -hmm. of groups. Um now it's interesting I'm a personal trainer, but I started with personal training like most of us did, yeah. you know, by family and friends and wherever we could. I remember I worked in gyms my whole life. I had to open the racquetball courts <laughs> for this gym in Westlake at 530 and racquetballers that are mad or like um, – if you're a minute late, you know, I was like a teenager. Oh, yeah, those, yeah. The racquetballers kill you. They don't <laughs> care. So I had to be there at 530 um, for years. I've always worked in gyms. So. Where, where was your first training job? It was HQ Fitness. That's cool. what I'm talking about. In cool. Westlake. Oh, cool. And yeah. that's, oh, yeah, if anybody knows that, y'all are going to die. Um, but I've worked at all the gyms. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I've now feel like I've come to the pinnacle of that, which is collective, yeah. which I think is super cool because we now do like all this cool shit. They let us be the person we are. We are coaching professionals and we get to be that and we get to manifest that there because, um, you know, we're paid as we should be appropriately. Um, I was telling you a lot of personal trainers are going to be really happy with what I'm about to say. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's a profession that it's for way too long has gone underpaid. And as people try to slash the prices again and again and again, um, it's just starting to get me really mad. You know, I had had this idea of going on retainer. I mean, and also trainers, um, you know, first of all, we think about it, Brent, when you put people, their heart rates go up they're we're putting them under load on their spine yeah they told they don't have they have injuries they never really told us but guess what if something happens you and i are in trouble right yep. insurance whatever we're in trouble um so i really have high res regard and i think others should for the the first the per, the way that personal trainers are putting them out there themselves out there you know um, they, we have people that doctors will barely touch you because they don't want you know and we're moving them and all this stuff and I think that I think for too long it's been oh it's just exercise I can do that but I think if people I think there's two routes to go for us and it's the academic route 
And then it's sort of like that, what do I do, just personal training forever? <laughs> you know, like, what do I do? Uh, do I do a podcast and personal training, you know? Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's an interesting career choice. It is, Because yes. you get into it, and, yes. uh, you know, my first 10 years was all over the place. I know. And you'd work for studios, and you wouldn't really make anything. Oh, no. But you'd be working all the all time. All the time, yeah. 7 a.m., oh, 8 p.m. at night, go home. Yeah. Try to fall asleep after drinking a rock star energy yes. drink. Oh, come back. Yeah. Right. Oh, so gross. <laughs> I know. I had shifts that were like, you know, like 6 a.m. to like 11 and then go home and have to come back at like for a 5 p.m. Yeah. class and then 6. Oh, yeah. You know, like two times a day. It was just it was so bad. Did you ever get burnout? I got really burnout. So I think. Um, Which I think every trainer. I think hits, they do. Hits hits a point. I think they do. You know, a lot of a lot of my clients make fun of me because I'm always trying to get off caffeine at least yeah. for a while. Yeah. But they don't understand. Yeah. What? I don't know if you have this experience. Trainers are caffeine addicts. Yeah. Yes. We are something addicts. <laughs> we have to be because we're bringing the show. Yeah. We're we bringing are. your best hour of the day. We're responsible for that, and we got to bring it. And so we all get addicted. I feel like to something, whether it is caffeine i've seen a lot of i've seen a lot of heavy pot smokers as trainers too really, yeah. whether they're trying to have the energy or they're trying to disassociate right because it's uh, a yeah. hard profession yeah and um that energy is hard to bring every day i've seen um a lot of adderall you know yep and uh, I think that's another thing that people don't appreciate is how up we, because our energy is very, and if you're a good trainer, you can have all the degrees in the world. It doesn't matter. If you're a good trainer and you, uh, your energy, you have the ability to absorb their energy, but also give your good energy back. You know what I mean? It's all energy in those sessions. Oh, 100%. I think that's why I originally got burnt out when I was first starting out the first five years. Because you were giving so much energy. You don't understand the energy yes, exchange. And it's exhausting. And so you go home and you're just like in bed or curl up. <laughs> yes. or like You can't do anything. It's exhausting. And you're like, why do I feel exhausted? <laughs> yeah. And when you're training people, you have to be extremely present extremely present. It's not like I'm working from home or in an office yeah. where I can just kind of <laughs> right. zone out this or This man has around. 45 pounds over his skull. You better be, you know what I mean? Or if you're in a group, it's like, I'm <laughs> oh, having yeah. a conversation oh, with yeah. this person. I'm watching yes. this person. I'm changing this person's weight. This person weight. has a knee injury. You <laughs> yeah. need a modification for that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a juggling circus. Mm -hmm. So like five hours is like training 10 hours. For real though. For real, and nobody says that. Yeah. My one client was like, oh, you only train four or five hours a day? It's like you're retired. I was like, you don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Four hours a day of training is like, <laughs> it's literally 10 hours in a normal human's life. And it was funny. We just had this discussion today. And, you know, and I've, I was so lucky when I came over to Collective and Jeremy asking me, what's your dream schedule? You know, and I'm like, I would like to, you know, it was really dumb, right? And he's like, but that's. We both have been in places where trainers start at 6 a.m. and they work all day. Yeah. And that can only last so long, right? And we've all seen it. Mm -hmm. And so I like it because it's an atmosphere of like, we want, you, we want you to be here, right? But I also know that there's, there's trainers that they live for, they can stand on their feet, Brent, nine hours a day. Their energy neither goes to their client nor their client's energy penetrates them. And these, these are rock stars. I've worked with those two that love it, that would never do anything different. Yeah. To me, it looks eight hours is terrifying. <laughs> I'm thinking, how much caffeine do I have to drink? Is yeah. there cocaine in the building? <laughs> What, what am I going to do? You know. Well, tell me about when you first got burnout. 
Oh, the first time I got burnout, um, it was very simple because I'm I'm very I am very energetic, mm. and so just like you, um, at first it was super not it was super uplifting, um, and I'll tell you the first time I actually um, started a, my own company with a friend of mine, Joni. So it was J, um, JNS Fitness, but it was a mobile it was mobile training before there was mobile training. Cool. So we would take it was so funny it would our sport blocks. You know, where you could do all the different ways, the square sport blocks. And we would run with our, because it's all females, they all wanted to run, right? Yeah. And so we would cater to that. We would, I would run with them for 30 minutes and then we would do weights with the sport blocks, right? I thought it was the perfect combination. Um, well, I had literally was running like two and a half, three hours a day. Oh, man. Dude, I was running. So I thought I was, in, I thought I had a heart attack. I was going to go to the hospital. <laughs> and I was like, Could you fall asleep at night? I don't even know. It's like I was having like my heart was going faster at night. So I was like, okay, you I got too start. much adrenaline in your system. Right. But that was the first physical sign that I had of your goal. And I would I would start at 6 a.m. I would drive to people's houses at 6 a.m. Um, you know, I just I didn't know that even physically I would get exhausted. I mean, that's an extreme example. But mm-hmm. um, that's when I had to. And then what's great, what's horrible about when your trainer gets exhausted is they bail. And it happens to everyone. Y'all know, we all know what it looks like. Um, and then your clients feel like you abandon them. Yep. So we are ha- very guilty as well. <laughs> Trainers are very yep. guilty. So they don't want to let you down and not show up. But they also uh, don't want to have to like get burnt out and then kind of not answer your phone calls anymore. They also get burnt out and they don't keep progressing you. I see this all the time. Yeah. Where you'll see a trainer. Oh, yes. has been working with somebody oh, for a yes. while. Yes. And and they're doing the same thing the same way. It's like, yeah. I'm sure we've all worked around oh, at yeah. some point in our career. And you're oh, like, yeah. dude, yeah. Like, you got to take a break. Because, yeah. They're not, you're just doing the same workout. And they're not even looking at them anymore. You know what I mean? They're no, they're like, on their phone. Yeah, or they're, they're on just, their phone. It's yeah. just like, do the lap pull. There you go. Yeah, exactly. No, I know. And um, that's what I can't. And see, I don't even have the ability to do that. If you worked with me, um, everyone calls, oh, Sandy's all about form and Sandy's, um, and I just don't have the ability. If you have, if you're not doing it right, if you're not even usually loading your, I've got to stop. And we were, and you know, I call myself almost a retrainer now because everyone that comes to me, the first thing I do is work on their hinge and loading where, you know, like, a lot of girls want glutes, so we talk about how to load glutes specifically um, and um, open the front of your hips, right? So get extension so you can get flexion. Make yourself a butt machine, <laughs> not just today. Like make it where your hips are open. You know, salsa dancers, why do they have big butts? Because they get their hips open and then they use their glutes all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I said like um, a bigger – I have tried to be very bigger picture with them about um, what – their aesthetic goal is than just their aesthetic goal. Um, and it has to do with like opening. Now I totally, I totally lost my point, Brent. What was I talking about? <laughs> you were asking me. Opening the hips. Sorry. Oh, oh no, I was, you were, you asked me um, something about my clients. Well, anyway, um, let's, I don't even know. I forgot the question. I got burned out. Yeah, you got burned out. Uh-huh. Um, we were talking about clients just not paying attention to training their clients. Oh, right, right. So I don't have the ability to do that. And that's why also a lot of sessions are hard for me because I really, um, I mean, I'll, I'm annoying. Like, I'm like, the first time you train me, I'm going to give you so many weird cues. You're going to be, you're if you get one of them, you're lucky today, okay? Yeah, yeah. Like, just know that. And everything I said, like, th- we'll break it down another, like, a million times. Um, but I call myself a retrainer because I have – 
even in my group classes, I cannot let, you know, you've seen coaches, they let that bad form slide, but you got 30 other people. And even that, I feel like, and I always say to my people, I'm not, when I'm coaching you, I'm not mad. I sound sort of mad, but I'm not. I just have got to have you have right form or you're going to be injured. And then when you go home and you're injured, you're going to say, oh, I hurt my back in Sandy's class. And then I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) And then I'm going to come find you because you're not going to injure your back in my class, right? Yeah. But so when you're with me as a personal training client, I have got to give you, and, and I'm sweating while I'm training people. I've got the fucking PVC pipe out, making them do the hinges, you yeah, know. You're in it. I'm in it. I got them doing couch stretch. I'm looking at their hips. I'm evaluating, and it is a and it is a lot of energy, and so I have to I have to watch that now. And it's still I still give away a lot of physical energy, um, but it's the mental energy that's the the hardest with training, and it's it's almost just getting the first one out of the way. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and then you're on. Yeah, you're in a flow now. Now you're in a flow. But that first one, you sit in your car for about three minutes and you're like, okay. And I, I kind of also said when I first worked, <laughs> worked at Collective because we had like a coach's lounge. It was like off to the side. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we were like the, you know, when you go to Disney World and like the characters come out <laughs> <laughs> of that room. Yeah. Like I felt like we were like about to go on show and yeah. like here come the characters, you know. And but I'm also super authentic and I think you are too. And so we are but so we wanna be our authentic selves, not be fake, have energy for you, have empathy, um, all these cool things we wanna be at once, right? And so I think that first hour once we get there, but you gotta stay with the caffeine all day. <laughs> yeah. My goal right now is I'm trying to come off caffeine completely. Yeah. And how much are you drinking a day, do you think? Not a lot, but I think as I just get older, I get more sensitive. Yeah. I have if my this... posture's bad, y'all stop. <laughs> all I do is tell my girls all day to put their shoulders back. Okay. I have a new obsession. I wanna get eight hours on this aura ring without caffeine. Oh my God. Okay. How so many when hours was... of sleep do you get? Do you oh, know? eight. So we're talking do you about get eight? If I can, so I, listen to week, me. So for a week, I didn't have any caffeine. And I only got six and a half hours. That was the best I've ever felt. So okay. I'm like, what well, can I possibly- How much caffeine were you fucking not, drinking? Not, not, a, not a lot. <laughs> oh my God. A cup to two cups. Oh, that's but some, it. But your yeah. systems must be really- Super sensitive. Su- Sometimes yeah. there's those days uh-huh. where you're like, fuck it, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go two nitros and just- We got to go. Yeah. yeah just it's game it. time. Yeah. But it's not every, I'm not like three, four every day. Okay. Repeat. Yeah. Okay. But you have two cups of coffee and you can't sleep? I, it's not that I can't sleep. The quality just gets oh, less Oh, the quality. And, and you're watching your aura ring. Yeah. Yeah. That's my that's my new obsession yeah. is sleep. So you're you, you're a metric person. Not re- it helped. It, a little bit. It helped me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like because you I, know my argument would be. I'm more like a feeling person. feel person, right? Right. Yeah, but once I saw it, I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't realize I was getting six hours because like I went steps. to bed at a certain time. Yeah. And woke up at a certain time, so I'm like, that's eight hours. Right. No, I'd, yeah, yeah. Like, and, but you know, it's not, but you're like, cool. Mm. You're kidding yourself. I do that all the time. Yeah. I don't track um, my like caloric burn and stuff. Yeah. Like, no, no. I could care right. less. Yeah. Right. Cause we know that that's, yeah, whatever. That's all silly. Right. And it's a bigger picture. But okay. But I do know a lot of people that have those aura rings. And I think it is interesting. I haven't done it. Oh, I'm, I'm actually scared to do it because I do the same thing. I like say I get that sleep. Um, but I sleep during the day. I take na- I, I'm a big napper. Naps are great. Naps are great. And what I think people are fighting that so hard. So 
every day. It's like grandpa goes in his room and that's like my grandpa. Now I'm grandpa and like closes the door and like I'm asleep, you know, and I've slept in my car as a trainer. Oh, yeah. Oh, the 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 car I've slept naps on mats. are epic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Turn the heater on when it's oh, like super cold Oh, the heater on out. for like an hour. <laughs> like your car almost dies. We've all done that sleep. Um, yeah, but, every day I come home after training clients the first half of the day. Yes. Walk by the office, say hi to my roommate, oh, put my earplugs, eye mask on, yes. go, go to bed. Go right to sleep and like <laughs> crash. But then uh, I know. And then, um, but I really, and I, but I thought that was maybe a newer thing for me. But then I was, when high school, I was, I would go take naps in my car in high school. Oh, so what does that tell, tells me something about my rhythm, right? And then my dad was like that. And I'm really wasn't kidding. My grandpa was like that. And I always be like, why are these people sleeping in the middle of the day? And then it's just, I think for pe- some people, it's a rhythm as part of their rhythm. Yeah. But I always say they're like, why? First of all, people thought I was lazy. I was like, Naps are not lazy. It's actually the best thing you can do for your body. Um, but I think that, you know, it still has that, um, especially for w- a lot of women I know, yeah. naps really have a negative thing. Like, you're, how dare you lay down in the middle of the day? Yeah. When you and I know that it's the best thing they can do. It's preventing illness. It's it's recharging not only your body, but like your brain. So, you know, um, I say, like, what, people are like, what do you mean? What does it feel like? I said, I feel like on your phone, when your battery dies, mm-hmm. and nothing else can recharge it unless you plug it into a wall. And that's a nap for me. Exactly. <laughs> I can throw caffeine on top of it. I can throw everything and try to get it up a little bit, but I got to get that nap. So How long do you nap? Anywhere from 20 minutes to, like, if I missed a bunch of sleep the night before, that feel feeling, like, I'll, like, an hour and a half. But that's rare. Nice, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, what, I mean, I think if you're a trainer, you learn to nap. And those 20, 30-minute oh, naps are, like, nap. essential. Yes. And it Because it just gives your brain, it's just like wipe, wiping the yes. windshield off that's got, like, a bunch of bugs and gunk. It's just like, oh, your brain feels a little more clear to finish the day. I mean, it's so much more clear. And if you set your alarm for just 30 minutes, you can't go deep enough asleep that you'll get groggy. Yeah. Even if you just pass yeah. out for like a minute, you feel amazing. It's just ama- enough to dip. Um, yeah, just yeah, even just I have done in, that. Yeah. I've had like five minutes between clients and I think that's a skill because I'll do that. I'll lay back and I'll, and it's, and it's, I think it's about controlling your, being able to control your heart rate down. Yeah. Like with that feel and then just, yeah, going just for a beat unconscious, just where you lost the track of the radio for a minute. And it's like, your brain feels so new. It totally does. Yeah. It's like you got dunked underwater and yeah, came back out. I know. It's so it, you wouldn't know you wouldn't believe or you would believe how many people don't understand that. Yeah, it's important. That's and, important. And I think the other key thing is even if you're not a napper, to just lay down for twenty minutes. Yes. Close your eyes and no pressure exactly. to actually fall asleep. Yeah. Then you probably will fall asleep. Uh, exactly. Or you're gonna meditate in some way that's cool that you don't know because yeah. you're sitting here. You're just not shape. on your phone instead you're of not anxiously on your phone. burning yeah. yourself out more. But I think that I, you know, people also say, you know, how do you stay like? And I always say, I have prioritized sleep, <laughs> sleep, protein, and um, movement four times a week my entire life. So imagine like I'm, um, and if if you're my friend, like you're sad if you're my friend because I'm always, I'm like I've got to the whole night is I got to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so not fun to be with me. Um, and my friends, it's like seven. They're like saying it's seven thirty. I'm like, I gotta go to bed because I'll start to shut down. Oh yeah. Like I'm a my rhythm. That's you good. Know, You're really in a rhythm. No, I'm a. But I'm an early morning person. That's my rhythm. What like four or five or? 
Well, I mean, I'm just, I feel the best in the morning. Got it. I get super sleepy at night. Got it. So I used to, like, I used to watch my mom and dad fight their whole lives because his rhythm was a go to bed early, wake up early. Yeah. Her rhythm was stay up all night, party to like 3 a.m. Yeah. doing, and then she would sleep till 11. And so you had such a mismatch of, yeah. and a fight about things that now you, I would look yeah, back when are you and say, hang out. Yeah, exactly. And my dad was fighting that sleep that where where now, you know, where it's on the other side where you've got to go to sleep. There's no coming back from it, right? So my dad's rhythm was that because he had been up since five. Yep. And my mom was just little like birdie, like little eyes came alive at 10 p.m. Yep, yep. Yeah. So they fought about it my whole childhood. But and now I can see that it's in that nap and the rhythm of your sleep. So I think we fight that too much. Everybody, everybody knows what they are secretly. Are you a night owl or are you when do you feel your best? But people try to make fight that for either marriage sake or um, a job sake or to look like you're doing the most sake, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they fight their own rhythm. So I think that that's when you start to get sick. That's yeah. when people start to like not, um, not because I, I mean, I had to tell people for years I wasn't depressed <laughs> because I just wanted to go to bed, you know what I mean? But then they're like, I saw one of the symptoms is like a lot of sleep. And I was like, but I really want to go because I know that's the health, like that's yeah. better than working out. If someone's like, if I need sleep and someone's like, you want to go work out for 45 minutes and I have a choice, the choice is sleep because I'm going to get healthier and better out of that sleep than that hard workout. I love that. You know? Do you take any sleep supplements or anything? I or? try not to. Yeah. And if I told you what it was, if I... <laughs> what is it? I... So you also got to know that I'm I'm all by feel, but I'm also sort of... Um, I, I've seen all the trends come and go, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, so I don't ever, I try not to ascribe to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, um, so I'm, I I know that there's like a lot of, so with melatonin, there's like an issue with that. So I just take ZZ Quill. <laughs> if I got to <laughs> sleep, I take two ZZ Quill, which I know messes up like probably the REM sleep and my hormones, but it'll yeah. knock me out. That's just like if you really need if to I sleep. If I really need to sleep. But most nights I try to just go to sleep by myself. I'm so tired. Like mm-hmm. I'm really tired all the time. I act like that I'm an introvert extrovert. So right now I'm up, but then as soon like you, as soon as I go, I'm here. I'm like, Rrr. what other? So training women for you know mm-hmm. the last twenty plus years. Yes. What are some of the things that you constantly see that need to be addressed? Oh well, so all right, y'all. Thanks, <laughs> my hair. Um, <laughs> oh my god, is this my? I can't tell. I don't remember if this is my better side or my worst side. Oh, all right. Well, we'll <laughs> you're in it. Um, okay. Well, so the, so you ready for you ready re- to go to I'm Sandy ready. Land? Okay. Yeah. So, um, a I feel very privileged to be a female strength and conditioning coach. All the things I've been because it's you're you are coming from a different perspective, and I hate that for male coaches. You know, and I say when I train men, I'm pretty sure I underload men. I'm pretty sure because I'm not a man. I've never known how strong, even a 18-year-old boy soaking wet, never lifted a weight in his life is going to be able to probably lift more than I can on his first try because you're born with bigger tendons, ligaments, joints. There's things that I can't do. So I feel like sometimes I underload men. So I that's my caveat to say if you're a male trainer, uh, it's hard to know what is possible for women or what is impossible for women, right? So um, you think a lot of times some of the same, uh, you know, principles that we've progressive overload, all those things are right. 
The thing that I do with women is, and and if they, if you're my client, God knows you know. Um, the first thing is I want to know what their goals are. Like for real though, like not bullshit. Like, okay, you want a bigger butt. Okay. And what do you think that means? You know, like, how do you do that? We're going to, we're, you're about to go to Sandy Land and figure out how to do that appropriately. And that's going to take a minute because you've been basically loading your quads for the last 15 years on everything you've done. And now your back hurts and your glutes are shut down. And now we're going to look at your upper body and you're all, all that's coming out of you is that you've been using your traps and your rhomboids to pull your whole life. Mm-hmm. And your lower lats are trash. And all you do is work from up here and your neck hurts. And so the first thing that me and the girls have to do is you, we, I start training them how to um, open their hips. So we couch stretch is like, uh, we call it the open hips club, um, is huge. Um, and I start to just, the, the first thing with females is they don't understand how to, what's cute about females is A, we stick out our butt in pictures or we have that little dosis in our back. Mm. But what girls don't know is that that's cute now, but over time it shuts down the nerves that innervate your glutes and it's doing you and your stabilizer muscles shut off and your glutes are going to be nothing in five years. Nothing. Wow. Yeah. So- um, and glutes are like whatever with the fashion industry and all that stuff. It's still a, he- a look of health. It still means a lot. So I'm happy to assist, right? Yeah. So the first thing, girls, when you come to me is we um, – you have to hurry. Like, no, you're good. Okay. Um, I'm just watching. Okay. Remind me because I'll go forever. No, no, you're good. Um, the first thing we do is open our hips um, and we talk about um, – patterns that we're repeating that we don't want to repeat anymore well my quads are like every time i go to a class all i feel is my quads and i think feel like my quads are too big but their butt is nothing right so now class right oh god the spin spin? yeah and their hips are closed and they're and it's like all the positioning i don't want them in right yeah so well anyway so yeah they've been and they're like sandy but i've worked out i've been and i'm like i so for women, you have to you have to say to them, I know you've worked out. I swear to God, I know you've done everything. You've been in classes multiple times a fucking day. I don't think you're lazy at all. I know that you're not lazy at all. Um, but you've been doing everything wrong this whole time because no one set you straight. So I think that's why I call myself a retrainer now because most of the girls are going to come to me. They're going to have closed yeah. hips, but they're going to want a big ass. They're going to have used their quads for the last 10 years. They want a big ass, right? So the first thing I tell girls is we're going to open your hips. Your quads got to die a little bit. Give me six months. We're going to hit glutes twice a week. And so that's usually how women come to me first. If if it's something other than if it's like general, if that's not their aesthetic goal, then it's still the same. I want you to use your glutes as your primary movers not your quads and your hamstrings, you know? So we're still going to teach you that for life. Then the second thing is, like I was saying about upper body, women are all here and we're all like working here. Like I've watched the hair, my hairdresser and she's all here, Mm -hmm. you know, and nail techs and um, as a personal trainer, I'm all here. And so um, the first thing we talk about is, um, this is, and I say the dumbest stuff, honestly. Um, but it, you know, whatever cue works. And we're like, these are all your babies and they want to help you like so much, but I need you to let it. I, and so first we just start opening, hmm. 
opening and especially females with with like um, implants, their pec minor super tight. So we talk about how to loosen open. Once I get that open, I can load back here. And now you're standing here with your with your lats loaded with a pec minor that's not constricting you. Do you have a favorite way of releasing the pec minor? Uh, lacrosse ball. Um, but that but it's. Um, it's hard for women to have implants because they got to get into a wall. Yeah. They're not patient enough to, you know, I'll tell them, breathe into it. They don't, they're just fucking like grinding it, you know. Um, Theragunning's too hard for females. Uh, males, I can get in their pick minor with that Theragun usually. Um, no. So if you invent something really fucking cool, let me know. <laughs> I'll be the first to buy it. And then what's some of your favorite lat exercises? Once you've opened it up, what do you like to oh, do for lats to um, well, it hold ta- that posture? It, it'll take about three sessions just to get that to go. So so it's a combo. So the like I'll put the girls on yoga blocks mm-hmm. and I'll make them load down in that 45 degree position. You know, they all want to load here. Yep. So I make them and now they're on the floor and I'll make them load back into their, and now they have to push out of their lats. Oh yeah, cool. And so that, um, it does two things. It, it like I, I'm always fucking with girls, also that they don't know. <laughs> like I've got you doing Bulgarian split squats because I love to teach you how to load your glutes. I'm, but I'm also getting a couch stretch at the same time. You know what I mean? Yep. You're doing mobility at the same time. So uh, for this, I'm getting, I'm getting a strength unit. Right, they're having to push out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm also watching how their push out of it is i'm getting them to understand to breathe calm down and and be in an open passive stretch and i'm teaching them how to load their lats and um so all my movements usually are a combo i find that that now kind of or okay but if i now if they got that they understand that we'll get like a band right and then you'll break the band and then you'll pull just the same shit but i i call it rerouting there i tell them like we have to this takes a minute so don't think that like yeah. you're and the body you want is not possible. You're just putting because you keep putting strength on dysfunction. I got to take away all that dysfunction. And then your body's probably going to look a lot like you want it to look because it's going to be in proportion now. Yeah. Um. But um. yeah. So I have a whole paradigm shift for the girls. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I and mean, it's only because I've done it. I've done everything wrong like 10 times. I was so mad about like growing my glutes. I went, I did everything. I was doing like 195 pound reverse lunges a day, you know, heavy kettlebell, whatever, everything I was doing. And if someone had pulled me aside and been like, Sandy, you will never grow your ass. You will never, and I know it's frustrating because you, you know how to do muscle if those hips are closed. My hips were so tight that I went to the PT one time. I thought I had cancer because there was like a lump of tissue. Wow. And he's like, Sandy, what? And he was broke it down for me. He's like, what the fuck do you think you're not 3D? You're 3D. Everything that happens here is happening back there. And I, it was like, oh, my God. Like, finally, I put the two and two together. Once I got my hips open, everything grew. It was like it worked. It was like the system that was supposed to work. And just... Every area of your hips, or was it mostly just the front? So mostly... what happens when you go in couch stretch? Mm-hmm. You know what couch stretch is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, everyone's quads. So they're t- their quad. They feel in their quads like for the first like month, and I'm like, we gotta. Get- Eventually, your quad will release. Mm-hmm. It's an aggressive stretch, and then you'll get that stretch. You want it right in the right where your glute max is, directly across from that, like a 3D model. Yep. That's what you want open. Because when I get that open, I can flex and fire my glute appropriately now. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. Yeah. So you can see how I have to keep working that inner hip to get it open. I tell them, get their, get your hip bone forward. Imagine if you're standing there, I can see your hip bone. Yeah. Mine locks up a ton on the, the right side. And if I don't keep yeah. it open, that's how I'll sometimes injure my oh. low back because it shifts my hips in a weird 100%, way. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think there's always one hip that's tighter mm-hmm. and we really don't want to do Like one of my clients... Well, he messaged me and he was like, I'm about to do legs. I'm like, well, do couch stretch before you do legs. He was like, I'll do it after. And I'm like, but the reason you do couch stretch is so you can open your hips and load your glutes properly during legs. So I need you to do it before. Yeah, do it, do <laughs> right? it now. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Does. Okay, thank you. Well, how I, do you how do you like to pro, or change the form for Bulgarians for people to hip their glutes better? Um, well, okay. So it's very specific. You'll have to come do it with me one day, Brent. Okay. Come do it with me. Um, I use the newbie as well. So we don't have to advertise that on here or if you want to, whatever it's done by new fit in Austin. Um, it's used for rehab and hypertrophy. I use it on some people. I don't use it on everybody. I just happen to have used it, um, for years, but, um, and it's just a neuromuscular reeducation. So I'll throw that in there now, but the loading part is simply, I, okay. So first of all, you know, and I know everyone fucking does bulk too high their leg is all kicked back yeah, yeah. all wrong and they're just hanging on their joint and their tendons they can't even get low enough to load their glute mm-hmm. so i like that little spinny thing where it like hooks their foot and it's low so i <laughs> it's so embarrassing at my work i'm gonna give all my trainers y'all know who you are <laughs> a, um like ptsd one day about this thing because i carry it all around the fucking gym like everywhere i go this little thing is with me and um that's all i need i need that and weight to grow an ass and that's all i need and the girls get on there and we start opening their hips and couch stretch and it's aggressive like i'm telling you at first they're all hunched over and then they start to come up you know and then then um now what i do now once i get that now I got him in that position. Now I call it Mula Banda Lock, but it's that's a yoga term. And Lauren from um, Kaleka told me it was wrong. <laughs> it doesn't really mean what it means, but the girls love it. So I say Mula Banda Lock. And what it <laughs> means is your pelvis, um, you're in couch, you're, you're one leg's back, right? You're in couch on this thing. And now you're going to push your pelvis into sort of that neutral, you know, mm-hmm. that neutral where it's... Um, kind of your like pelvic floor and and you push it down. And we also call it ugly butt because like from the back, it doesn't look really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we start. So we start Bulgarians there, imagine, with a proud chest. Yeah. Fuck, that's really fucking hard. And they didn't get to move their shoulders or anything. They just had to tuck their pelvis and make that stretch harder through their pelvis. So that's how we start once they get that. And I'll even sort of guide their, and, and I'll do like a little bit of manual stretch. Um, then we unlock our hips, right? And then I teach them. So a lot of girls you'll see, and you know, their knees go forward first, either on a squat or in something like this. Um, I block their knee from moving and I make them load the working leg way back into a stretch. So now their torso is over their knee and I make them hold this pole and I make them act like they have no toes. I say, how you have no toes? This is crayons crazy. Hmm. This is very dramatic, by the way, but it is the way I get them to understand what I'm trying to get them to. So I say, by the way, if any other trainer tells you to put your toes on the floor, put your toes on the floor. I'm telling you all this because this is very specific to what I want you to do. Hmm. And now they're loaded in their working leg. Um, Now I'll have them coil their heel almost behind their knee. So imagine, sometimes they'll do a band. So imagine how tight. Now the only rescue your body has, your quads out of it now because you pulled your heel back, is to fire your glute max. 
and it's a bitch. And you've seen, I've seen grown men not be able to get up from it. You know what I mean by that? And so it's so fun. And so girls are like, oh my God, I've never felt that because they've been filling their quads forever on everything. And they didn't even know what they felt. You know what I mean? Um, And now I make them that they have to have that mind muscle connection with their glute. And so not only now do they have to go into couch stretch, flex their glute in the back, Mm. start thinking about getting blood back there and thinking about it. And now they have to load it, stretch it, fire it. It's so fucking cool. It's like watching little babies walk again. (laughs) (laughs) Is that one of your favorite ways to get the glutes to fire? Um, Well, I mean, then we take that same principle and we we do it to everything. We do it to step-ups. We do it to... um, you know, we do, what do we do? We do squatter we, or skater squats. So I always start out with individual leg stuff. I also believe in, ad, I do do um, adductor stuff. I do, um, or abductor stuff. I do, I hate those machines and stuff. I don't, yeah. yeah. You know, I don't allow that. What do you do abduction knows. wise without machines? Um, abduction wise, all I do is put the band on their knees and I put it right on their knee joints. I think that trainers or girls let their, their bands ride too high. Oh, now it's all quad and hips. It's gotta be, cause you're, think about it. Your knee joint moves your glute medius. That's the firing. So they let it ride up too high. So I make these girls, it's horrible. I make them put it right on their knee joint and now they lay down and we'll put a weight like a, I don't, I don't do barbell hip thrusters or anything like that. They'll do a dumbbell because they can't even get their hips in extension. So now they're stuck under a barbell. Yeah. So I'll put like a weight, like a little dumbbell there. Um, and then that band is on their knee joints. And now they'll do like 10, I call them scoop and sweeps where you like take your pelvis up and like really like ugly, but same thing as the standing. Then we do some hip thrusters. Then they stay in extension and they they push it, you know, like that. Yep. Do like a hundred of them. It's horrible. Wow. But With rem- weight. Uh, well, if we're sometimes a little bit, yeah, maybe it depends on who's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And then I let them cheat a little bit and I let them hold their hips up into extension. Cause a lot of times I'm just like, I just, I, sometimes I just got to get to those glutes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want your stabilizers. I don't care about do your stability and all that shit with someone else. Like today we're doing glutes only. So I let them do a lot of stuff that they're not used to. So I never use the band. I don't do the walks with the bands. I don't, there's one exercise I do. Um, and I don't, I also, believe in oh gosh and so this is going to get like a lot of like i believe in all the things you should do by the way so brett Contreras, like yes i know you should load laterally and all that stuff but what but what you have to do first before you do any of that cool shit like it's a banner fucking day when my girls get to do like cool shit like those band things on the tiktok and stuff yeah is you have to get your hips open and you have to demonstrate to me properly that you know how to load your glute max basically cool we do that for six months (laughs) then you get to do fancy shit right yeah exactly and so my girls show up they don't even ask we're doing bulgarians and all the men already know they like i'm always like you know you never see like a lot of men doing like really heavy glute (laughs) because they're really hard not to put down men but you know what i mean they're so hard they are actually hard i i don't do them very often but when i do i'm like wow i'm actually pretty weak at these i should probably do them a lot more you should do them yes why you should come i'll show you yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. It's um, it's just because I take away everything else that you would normally use, 
And even with the little machine I have, I take away your foot in the back so you don't have a box to press on or anything. Yeah. And I just sort of, it's just, it's fun. And I think, and I think that we wouldn't have taken glutes out of it and isolated. Like I tell girls like, well, like guys really, and girls, like if you want to grow your bicep, you're not going to work fucking shoulders and back. And then, I mean, sure, biceps will come up along with it, obviously. But let's say you just had a specific goal. Well, now that's what girls have. They have a specific goal but they still do it on leg day. So my hashtag is leg day is not glute day. It's a totally separate muscle. Take yeah. it away from le leg day, general conditioning, all that stuff. Cool. Love deadlifts, love barbell back squats. I love anything for general, but my girls know that we're going to do probably if they, if that's really their goal. And a lot of times it really is their goal, you know, um, then we're going to, we're going to separate it away. And it's so boring. It's so boring. It's Bulgarians. It's the step-ups. It's just the banded. It's, um, it's fucking really tight RDLs, not the hamstring ones where people go too low, go back in their heels. These are like the ones the Romanian deadlifts were made for. And it's like, the, my girls have to start tall. They have to load their lats down. They have to, um, they only get to come down like this far. So yeah. I just get their chain right you know, so slightly below the knees, kind of. Exactly. So yeah. I have them do it to a yoga block and the yoga blocks inside their feet. They have narrow feet. Now their toes are down, not up. And so, oh, you wouldn't believe it. But these girls are monsters by the time I'm done with them. And they can Bulgarian squat so much weight because they, you know, they just keep moving up. I'm handing them 40s, 35s. I mean, it's like I had to get yeah. a wristband for one of the girls or like a fucking, you know, where you remember what are those called? The wraps. Uh. So. I have them. Cobra grips. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So that she could hold the weight. Oh, yeah. Because her arm, her body could no longer take the weight that she could put on her glutes. That's how efficient she got at loading them. Just her upper body hasn't caught up yet. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's super cool? fun watching women get strong. I loved it. Oh, it's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. When women come to you and they want to get leaner, what do you tell them? So I have a really simple formula. I'm telling you, it's really bad. It's and I don't. I'm not a nutritionist by any means, uh, but it's worked for me my whole life, and I think you'll, it it'll make a lot of sense. I tell females if you want to be shredded, make your body um, a machine. So first, we're gonna make it. We're gonna add muscle, but we're gonna keep our muscles really happy all day long. Keep them in homeostasis. Um, we we feed them about 20 grams of protein every three hours. That's all we do. We don't overthink it. Um, now. We just lay down that foundation of protein every day. And most girls say to me, oh, like they think protein's like a guy thing. You know, it's going to make them bigger, bulky or whatever. I'm like, your body why? needs. I don't know why that is. My last guest said the same thing. Yeah. They're like, I don't know why girls don't eat protein. It's so I'm a girl. I'll tell you why. Yeah, because unfortunately, they um, the marketing is all for guys. And so what girls don't want to look like is a, a lot of girls. Okay, right. Yeah. This is I'm speaking about a certain. They don't want to look like guys. So they're worried that a lot of protein denotes a lot of muscle. So they're confused, right? They just don't, they don't understand that um, that's this guy. These guys are doing something beyond the scope that they would ever even think of. But you also have to think like a female. A female does not want to order those gross meals. <laughs> like y'all order and they don't want to go to a microwave and they don't want to warm it up. And they're not doing any of that. They'd rather not eat right i know these girls i am this girl for sure so i had to make it a really easy way for them and like i said it's it's the big the big scope is 80 20 every day so 80 percent of the day we just lay down protein we make my body knows exactly when three hours is up 
I need protein. And for me, because I'm training in the mornings, it's a stupid bar. Ugh. But I don't have time to make food. It's a 20-gram bar of that, and then a banana. Yeah. And then three hours later, I have nuts in my bag, and I'll eat like a bunch of those, maybe another piece of fruit. And then three hours later, maybe I'll get – we'll go to Sun Life, and I'll get a whey shake. You know what I mean? But I know when that throw- – so the first thing I do is make them – I set their timers on their fucking phone. I'm like, three hours, three hours. Um, it gets them in the, the habit of eating those small meals. And then I just say, like, eat whatever you're going to have for dinner because you're going to go out with your friends or you'll probably eat a healthy dinner. But let's say tonight you didn't. And then uh, that's your 20% is your is eat like a pretty healthy dinner. You can have a couple glasses of wine or whatever, dessert. So it's eight, but then all you get back on the boat, 80, 20, 80, 20. I've lived, this is my 20. So I've, I've been so good <laughs> yeah. all day. That I get my 20 and I stay 80-20. I like that. Yeah. And the girls really do need to. And I even tell them when they eat their food, eat, like you're at a fancy meal or whatever. Eat your f- protein first. It slows down everything else. Your yeah. body gets pissed when it has to. It doesn't not like to process protein. Your muscles need. I'm like you. Your muscles require it. And it, it's like it, it. it is the hardest thing for your body to break down is protein. So you sort of piss it off a little bit. But then it like gets really efficient. It, it like yeah. fixing shit, you know. Um, that's <laughs> it, a, it creates a lot of satiety, too. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and for girls, I mean, you know, the, it's tw- around 20 grams, whatever. You know, I read a long time ago, it's about 20 grams every three hours that a girl can process at once. I don't know if that's true or not. That's I think it's an easy thing to say. I think looking back like a couple of years ago, I read research. I think what it is, is the body has like a refractory period, mm-hmm. something like that for five grams of leucine. So like in like 20, 30 grams, I think there's about five grams of leucine. And that's oh. one of the main amino acids. Yes. And, and it's like. Because it needs seven. Yeah, something like that. So yeah. then it, it's like, so yeah, every 20, 30, then that's good. Just yeah. Continue. And I think males, it's like more that you could do a little bit because you just because you're bigger. Well, do you have tips for good, good protein that aren't these microwavable oh yes disgusting oh meals. i have a whole i get asked this all the time and i'm oh, like yeah. i don't know oh yeah okay so oh yeah all my girls it's ridiculous what we eat so these think bars which are dumb but they're i mean <laughs> no i mean i love think bars think bars please sponsor me i love think bars. they're everywhere now they're they're every you seen I've them have you never seen one no. well what's funny is no one had seen them and i was like they're they go down easy so girls what's don't have to chew um garbage don't even look at it <laughs> Brent, don't even test me on that okay um remember these are girls driving in their cars just be happy All they right. got a bar yeah, in okay got it, got it, got we're it. doing it we're, we're looking we're looking at a bigger frame here yes sandy's in her car she's driving to work she'd be starving if she didn't eat this, this bar yeah, she's gotta eat that she will eat Right, like cause some bars I would never eat because you have to chew too much. It takes too long. I'm telling you, these are all your clients. Yeah. Ugh. So think are like they're like kind of like small and you and they twenty grams, zero grams of sugar. Get it in, but it has. I've been. T- I swear to God, I've been eating these for like the last four years, and they keep getting. They get sold out. Like they, they get better and better. Well, yeah. I mean, people discovered they these things are like your body processes them. You don't get like indigestion or anything. Oh, really? Quickly, hmm. and it's just a good protein. Like it's solid for three. One bar is solid. Solid for three hours, and then right at the end of the three hours, I gotta have something else. But um, they, I saw so all my girls are eat those Think Bars, um, Frog Fuel. I don't know if you know what that no, is. This that? is embarrassing. What? Um, <laughs> what is and Frog, frog fuel? fuel should sponsor me too because I've all. It's, I should name. We should. 
I should do one called butt fuel or something. It's 15 <laughs> grams of highly ionized, fast absorbing collagen protein. Oh, cool. And it is made by X Navy SEAL. Then they actually use them, I guess. And it's a really fast way to get. And each shot is, it's like a goo. It's like you just tear it off. It's a goo. Yeah. Are 15 grams of this. So if I'm starving or my girls just did a butt workout and they will not go eat for three hours. Oh, yeah. And I lose that precious time um they all have frog fuel so they'll at the end of my session they'll (laughs) open because i know they won't go eat i know they won't go eat they'll Mm. tell me they're gonna go eat um so we do frog fuel think bars um nuts i have them all you know i don't care put them in your car it's not that hard you know about 20 grams like whatever it's better than nothing as just as many fruits as you can possibly your hands on i know you're not going to but okay (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If you see a fruit, if you pass it, nothing's off limits. Okay. Um, so, yeah, my girls sustain and myself on Think Bars, <laughs> frog fuel during the day, um, nuts, and uh, two Greek yogurts, I always say, is about, is, you know, is appropriate. It's like 23 grams or I don't remember. Yeah. Two Greek yogurts. And then I'll put blueberries in there and I'll put some natural peanut butter in there if you really want a big meal yeah. during the day. <laughs> Um, so a lot of my girls do that. Greek yogurt, natural peanut butter, we put the blueberries. Um, it, but we keep our carbs like decent. Like there's no, I don't do no carbs. No, but like keep them low all day. Just kind of, because also like. Sounds like you're just pairing up with fruit and a little bit of like healthy yeah, fats. Yeah, the protein but is the, the protein. Protein's what I care about. Yeah. And I, then at night is like your meal. Yes. If you've been craving pasta or whatever you got to have, do which it. Which is kind of, which is smart because having those carbs in the evening will make you a little bit sleepier and mm, kind of bring mm-hmm. your cortisol down and yeah, you're yeah. ready to go to bed. Yeah. And I also, um, I'm not a big subscriber to like late night. I don't care if you eat late night. There's like, oh, if I eat past, I'll get fat. I'm like, it's pretty much 24 hours, 24 hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, but but if you, I like, I don't, I mean, if I go to bed hungry, then I'm, I can't sleep well. Exactly. So have your bigger meal. Make a to- so see, they've been saying breakfast, Brent, and we knew it was dinner all along. <laughs> exactly. Well, Sandy, this is super yes. fun. We're out of time though. Uh, Sucks. We could probably. Please come work out with me at yeah, the collective. Okay. Yeah, for, yeah, sure, for sure. Okay. How do people connect with you? If they want to work with you, follow you. Oh, well, I'm just at Sandy Brockman on Instagram. It's S-A-N-D-Y Brockman, and I'm a coach at The Collective. So if they ever want to come take a tour or anything, they can message me, and I'll let them know how to how to do that. Awesome. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I Thank know. You. Thank you so much. And then much we're going to film you when you come work out. Okay. Sounds, okay. Sounds perfect. Okay. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Cheers, y'all.